Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Yeah, it's recording. Now. You know, like not being a drag queen within the drag community myself, I've always kind of um, from the outside looking in, always didn't quite understand the cattiness and the, the back mm. and forth kind of culture I come to know as being drag. But the thing that really surprised me is that I still saw these queens kind of love each other and like each other. And it was like mm. these attitudes and these things that were said that for me would hurt my feelings would probably cause me to go home and cry. Mm. At the end of the night, I noticed that there was still kind of this love, there was this camaraderie, there were still these moments where you saw that these girls really kind of seemed to um, have an appreciation for one mm. another. And that expression wasn't really, I don't, at least I think for some, it wasn't really about tearing down the other person. It was more about kind of the, mm. the character, if you will, mm. maybe almost, almost like in the way in the which we kind of like poke fun about our struggle or our hard things. You know, we kind of make those inappropriate jokes. You know, somebody with mm. HIV, I always like make horrible AIDS jokes or, mm. you know, that sort of thing. I, I wonder if it's a way of kind of, being able to bring out some of that um, hurt stuff yeah. that comes out. I think you really have to look at it from a historical perspective. Because back in the queer rights days, when we were all fighting, you know, back in the 60s, back in the 70s, back in the Stonewall riots, mm -hmm. you know, drag queens were a big part of that. Oh my gosh. We were front and center. We were representing the community. And back then, we had to throw that shade at the rest of the world so that we could protect our own hurt because the rest mm -hmm. of the world was just pushing right back. But now we've evolved since then, you know, society's evolved since then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is now a much more loving, accepting world, at least in our country, and I feel extremely blessed to live in a place where I can walk down the street in this space. I know. Safely. You know, I um I spent uh, 2013 in India studying with a few different gurus, and one of the gurus believes that we're, now we're entering the golden age, that this is a time where the consciousness of humanity as a whole is, is rising. Mm -hmm. And so in our gay community anymore, we don't need to lick our own wounds and to protect ourselves anymore. We are meant to be out there, you know, in the streets, integrated with everyone else. And so it's time to bring the bitchiness the cattiness, we don't need that energy right, anymore. Right. Now it's time for oneness, it's time for inclusivity, mm -hmm. it's time for the honoring of everyone's unique creative expression as yeah. they are, you know? Yeah. And that's what I heard from what you were talking about, you yeah. know, what inspires you to be a drag queen. Yeah, and I see Cleo, I mean, I, I think we're healers. Mm. We're just like these healing creatures, you mm. know what I mean? I, I think Cleo is a spirit that just comes to like heal the environment. Like I know it sounds very like woo woo uh, and like heal the it. world, make it a better place. But it's just like I I honestly think that, you know, it's like she came to me to be a uh, a conduit to connect to the community. Right. You know what I mean? Just like in the other cultures with the two spirit people in the yes, yes. and in India they have the Hijra community. Right, it's American like that in-between gender has its own place. They have a sacred spiritual ritual place. Absolutely. And that's the place where we're at. Yeah. Right. And 
for me, I always define spirituality as what lifts me into mm -hmm. who I am or what lifts me up. And that's what I hear drag does for you is it kind of lifts mm -hmm. out these things about yourself that you want to express or you want to experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. Preach. Preach Evelyn. I know it's like, it's really weird because, you know, like, um, spirituality for me is something that I kind of put on a shelf because I too, you know, I grew up Christian and, you know, realized I was gay. Mm -hmm. And when I was diagnosed with HIV, I had to really deal with the fact I was gay and I didn't feel like church could hold it. And so I've had this huge kind of experience with religion and spirituality. And I've come to really believe in that idea that, you know, spirituality is anything, mm -hmm. anything that lift that, that lifts me into who I am. And, and for many times of my life, I was not allowed to call that a spiritual experience. When I used to go out on the dance floor, when I had a shitty day and right. I was just feeling awful and I could just go out on the dance floor and dance for hours and just leave and feel just so much better. Mm -hmm. Like that was spiritual shit. Yeah. But you know, I was a faggot with right. apes and so you're not allowed to call it that, but that's what it was. And so yeah. it's been so cool to just kind of like look back on my life and kind of like, like lace my experience mm. and my history with the spirituality and this connection with something, I don't even know what, honestly, but just something either within myself and outside of me and beyond me, beyond, beyond us, this connection that's always been there. Right. But I, was, I wasn't allowed to really like fully embrace it and talk about it and express mm -hmm. it. And I feel like the more spiritual I become, the queer I am, you know, yeah. the longer my earrings get, yeah. the more tattoos yes. I get, yes. the more like juxtaposition of my right. masculinity and my mm. femininity right. can, like show at the same time. Yeah. And it's just like, that's spiritual shit. It's so cool that like I can become queerer and that's come closer to, I don't want to say God, but you know, like some sort of yeah, better connection with people. Yeah. Because the world loves to compartmentalize, you know? Mm -hmm. They want to know, are you a man or a woman? Are oh, you gay? Are you straight? Too. Are you Christian? Are you Muslim? You are know? You a top or a even, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> even on the way over here today, I'm not even making this up. Some guy, when I got on the red line, and I love taking, I love taking tr public transit. Better. Because better. people are so like, okay, I, I'm going to look, but like, I don't want them to think that I'm looking, you know, it's like this whole PC culture. Right. But this one guy, he was like, what is that over there? You know, he did not say it in a flattering way. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, in this, in this weird boundary of what am I right now, man or woman, you know, it's, it's anyone's say. Right. And that's something that I love about drag, it is a unique expression of gender, mm -hmm. you know. And I get to have it in my own personalized way. Right. And whatever, you know, gender is just all performance. I love RuPaul says that, you know, you're born naked, everything else is drag, right? Yes, girl. Absolutely. And every single day it's like, how are you presenting yourself? How are you presenting your gender? And we get to really like take this empowered place about it. It's like such an amazing thing. Absolutely. It's so inspiring. And I think also as gay individuals, it's like, I don't know for you all, but it's like for me, I felt like I was leading these double lives. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I had the gay life, but then I also had my closet straight self around my family. But it's just kind of like, and so it's like I feel like you, we create these moments or these areas in our lives that are little dark corners. You know what I mean? Like around sex or around expression or anything like that, that we're kind of like, that's over there, that's in here, and I, mm, I go in there. Right. But it's like, how can we? 
find the spirituality and our lives and all that we do and shine lights in those dark corners and really see sex as being something that's spiritual or dancing on the dance floor, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, So it's like, yeah, how can we allow that light to be shined into those areas so it's like one whole full room. It's not Mm. just a little dark corner Mm -hmm. over there. Because so much of our lives it's about are you going to be devoted, a religious devoted person or a Mm -hmm. spiritual person? Or are you going to be a sexual person? Right. You know? And this is like brings it together. It's right. like those are the same energy. God created but, us to be sexual creatures. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. after I came out, after I realized I can be both gay and spiritual, I had to figure out like what is my morality? Mm-hmm. Because I went, you know, like so many of us, when you right. first get out, you're sleeping around, you're doing the alcohol, you're doing whatever, and it's like you lose touch with yourself because sex becomes a part of your worthiness and a part of your identity. But then when you're able to reclaim it and see your own intrinsic self-worth, you know, mm-hmm. your third chakra shining bright, yes. then you can powerfully choose what do I want my sexual life to look like? Mm-hmm. What do I want my gendered life to look like? Absolutely. And then it doesn't become you're doing it to get something, but you're doing it to give something and to express something. Right, and it doesn't necessarily equate to the number of sexual partners that you have or don't exactly. have. It's more about how you feel about what, you do. what you're doing. Yeah. You know, because yes. we can we can attach shame and judgment mm. on a lot of things, whether oh just gosh. the fact that we're gay or the fact yeah. that we're bisexual or the fact that we've had a lot of partners or the fact that we haven't had that many or mm. the fact that we like this or we like that and so like I think the big part is getting to that place to where it doesn't matter like I can feel right. good about the fact that I had sex three times this week and not feel like I'm a, I'm a whore or I'm a <laughs> slut or whatever yes. but if I do feel that way to also like check that and kind of see, right. see what that's about instead of judging it just be power. like what is that all about and figure out like where I go and for me I think spirituality is really through a spiritual, through trying to connect with some sort of spirituality to connect with my own spirit, I've been able to kind of jump into those worlds, that mm. those dark places mm. that I hate to call dark anymore, right. but I feel like they were dark places, and yeah. there are places that I couldn't go. There are places that couldn't hold the good parts of me. And right. And that's the thing, it's just like, I, don't, I hope I'm not cutting no, you off, no. but it's just like, um, yeah, it's... Is it, when you say dark, it's like it doesn't necessarily have to have a negative connotation to it. It's just kind of like we're all kind of light beings and some areas are a little bit grayer or right. a little bit dimmer. And it's just like, well, how can we take that light that we carry into those areas as well? Right. Well, I think you know? part of it, too, it's not about extinguishing the darkness with light mm-hmm. either. I think mm-hmm. it's about being able to be with both of them. Right. How because, do both live Right, because it's not about making black or white, Mm -hmm. good or bad, but more the fact of it's black and it's white, and I can experience that and everything in between. At least for me, that's kind of where I feel at, because I feel like I've either spent a lot of time in the the light or seeking the light, Mm -hmm. seeking the happy things in life Mm -hmm. that didn't feel fully authentic, or I can get in those spots where I'm just stuck in the dark and Mm -hmm. I can't get out and I don't know what to do, and I I feel like I feel best or I'm at my best when I can actually be like looking for the positive, looking for the light, experiencing that, and still being able to sit at home and cry every once in a while. Oh and, my gosh. And, that, and that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one or the other is good or bad, but it's just part of the experience. And I think the more I can hold both of those at the same time mm-hmm. and not let the other paint or wash mm-hmm. out the other, like I, that's, it feels more authentic. It okay. feels more genuine. Absolutely. Drag for me has been something that when I'm in my darkest of places, it's that glimmer that gets me through. Oh my gosh, I can wake yes. up because I know that I've got a show in a couple weeks, ah. 
and I got that new dress, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna paint that new way, and I'm gonna just kill it. Yeah, you know. And I mean, it absolutely is. I've I felt like the two times I've done drag over the past year, I noticed like shifts universally. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like tapping into that changes something in my world, and things shift around. Like the last time I performed, like I was like. I had this, it was like my first performance back in Chicago, and I was like, I like put my heart and soul into it. I was like rehearsing it every day, and, and then I did it, and I was just like, yes! And the next day I found out I had to move out of my living situation. Mm -hmm. The next morning, mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit. And it's just kind of like, rather than dropping down and feeling like I'm going to this dark place or something, it's like I had that night before to kind of assure it. me that I would be carried through this, you mm -hmm. know? Hey y'all, Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still some of it we don't. But we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, check it out, Splintered Grace Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.